0: Good day fellow investors, welcome to the Modern Value Investing podcast with Sven Karlin where we compound investment returns as well as investment knowledge in order to help you achieve your financial goals. Good day fellow investors, welcome to the stock market news where we discuss the long-term fundamental things that are reflected in the headlines that we see all over the place. And today we have some really, really important headlines to discuss, to dig deeper so that you can understand the structure of the big warnings big investors have sent out over the last weeks. We have Barry, Druckenmiller, Ray Dalio, Paul Tudor Jones and many others saying how the current environment is not sustainable. So I really want to go through the warnings, look at the situation, economic, fundamental, valuation perspective, leverage flows of funds, and then really explain the investing situation we are in and what you can do to better take advantage of the opportunities out there there are always opportunities out there but also protect yourself from the downside as everyone is warning about stock market crashes and especially the dollar and likely the euro collapsing too so before we start with the warnings please smash that like button it helps a lot in supporting the channel and if you haven't subscribed subscribe and smash that notification bell because i'm going to be doing fewer and fewer videos but i'm going to increase the value and i'm going to pack them with value so this is the channel to be subscribed to and now the first warning michael barry greatest speculative bubble of all time in all things so he was very prescient with the housing bubble and now he says the bubble is in all things and what is his focus this is key here discussing crypto in this case but leverage leverage is the key that michael barry focuses on because when there is leverage on one side it pumps all assets up but when you have to unwind that everything goes down and very fast and very very big magnitude crash and also a big warning to retail investors all hype speculation is doing is drawing in retail before the mother of all crashes because parabolas don't resolve sideways so we have the upside and then the downside losses will approach the size of countries history ain't changed of course his tweets immediately have an effect on the security exchange commission that regularly pays him a visit which he finds lovely and that is why he often shuts down his twitter account but also warning us on inflation if inflation exceeds two percent too much or for too long it might lead businesses and consumers to anticipate more inflation in the future which can become self-fulfilling so michael barry we have leverage focus situation and then also unwinding of the bubble that we have been creating with more leverage with free money over the last decade which leads us to the next big name on the block ray dalio who says that he thinks we are building kind of a bubble. If we look at what he says, he is focused on the sensitive market because the Fed simply can't tighten. It's easy to say the Fed should tighten, and I think that they should, but I think you'll see a very sensitive market and a very sensitive economy because the duration of assets has gone very, very, very long. And the warning here is touching on low interest rates where Everything is priced in for the very, very long time, low interest rate, current situation forever, which means that the Fed can't intervene. And we'll explain that a little bit more later discussing the fundamentals with charts and everything. But that sensitivity is again a big warning. When the House of cards crashes then it will be very very ugly it could be very very ugly but there are two options which we have to think about more about that later ray Dalio adds sensitivity which leads to the next step going more into the government side of things with draken miller and inflation high the fed must react can the fed react if they must then markets go down a lot, but there is again a combination of fiscal and monetary policy stimulus, which is the scariest combo ever, and will lead to a dollar collapse. In a few years, you can expect 30% of budget to be spent for interest costs, which will have horrible implications for the United States dollar, will lose reserve currency status over the next 10-15 years. An example is that foreigners sold a trillion dollars of bonds when the CARES Act was launched. So really really this is the flows the dollar didn't crash because all the stocks where the money went are on the new york stock exchange but that might also change especially if we have higher interest rates and if you think this is just some guy talking on cnbc no this is stanley drakenmiller that gave the idea to george soros okay let's short the pound let's kick out the uk from the exchange system in Europe. He said to Soros, we have to invest 100% of our fund. Soros replied to him, your only mistake is that you're investing just 100% of the fund into shorting the Bank of England and not 200 they made what did they make a billion in a day in 1992 which was a lot back then so these guys really really understand what's going on it might not happen now they decide they will be the catalyst for the bank of england in 1992 by shorting it with big money and at some point in time the catalysts will come and that's also when the Fed loses control. And that's also the warning by Paul Tudor Jones. We have inflation, 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 and how the economic orthodoxy has been turned upside down and leads to inflationary pressures that will be so big that the Fed simply can't react and the Fed is stuck in its linear thinking like it was in 2018 when they said they're going to hike, 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 hike. And then 2019 they had to unwind that 2021 they said no inflation no inflation six months forward they will be unwinding what they were saying all right and now let's go and discuss the situation the fundamentals the economics the data that reflects into the big warnings that we have just mentioned the first warning is based on what the fed is doing look at the fed's balance sheet it has increased 10x from 2007 till now and it is still increasing and the biggest warning is also okay we had COVID. okay they had to react but now gdp is better everything is doing great and they are still pumping money into the system which is completely insane if we look at the feds balance sheet over the last year the recession was over here and they still pumped another trillion into the market and we'll explain in a second also why but this leads to inflation that we are seeing now all over the place no matter what the Fed tells us and they keep injecting money into the system telling us we have nothing to worry well if this is nothing to worry where the balance sheet increases 10x over 15 years what will happen in the next recession well they will again pump it up which means that the value of the dollar will certainly collapse one day interest rates are at zero and can they increase interest rates that's the big question they tried in 2018 saying that they will keep increasing them but they lowered interest rates already before the COVID crash actually came so it was already here that they had to start Pump money into the system. Now they are saying it's COVID, but it was already before COVID that the necessity for money pumping was there, even before. COVID. And the low interest rates create a huge sensitivity into the markets. If we look at the S&P 500 dividend yield, it's now at 1.36%. Compare that to the interest rates on the treasury. Those are 1.5. It was a little bit higher before the Fed started calming the market and everyone 1.7. But we are already much higher than the lows of last year. Things are heating up And this is what the Fed has to control. Because if interest rates go to historical normal, it was normal for the US government to pay 5% on a 10 year treasury bond. If this happens, then the United States government is really, really in a pickle. Because if we look at the federal deficit, really, really went crazy over COVID, as the Fed is buying 60% of all the bonds that are issued by the US government. If the Fed stops buying, bond vigilantes, as Miller says, are going to stop buying bonds because they don't want to invest in something where You know they're going to print so much more dollars over the next 10, 15 years. Medicare and all the other liabilities that are coming, the baby boomers retiring. So why would you put money into something like that? Because you know you're going to lose real purchasing value. So the Fed has to buy. There is no other option for the Fed to protect that. But keeping interest rates low leads to inflation overheating economy at one point, the Fed might have to stop, increase interest rates, interest costs for the government go up on the humongous debt. If we look at the federal debt, how it exploded, especially lately since COVID, 6 billion have been added in less than two years. So from total debt that just kept going up, even if in a good economy, from 20 what's this 22 billion and it's still going up and projections are that it will go up insanely over the next decade two decades and projections don't include recessions projections are linear if there is a recession in 2023 which can happen anytime then imagine even bigger and bigger deficits so how can this be solved only through inflation because if you put a 5% interest rate on let's say 30 trillion of debt in a few years 5% of that is 1.5 trillion per year just in interest costs on the budget that's 30% even more which is unsustainable which is impossible which means nobody will want to give money to the US government. So that's a very, very tricky fundamental situation down the road. And of course, stocks, if you compare it, the current dividend yield with the treasury rate, you say, okay, stocks give me growth, businesses can protect me to inflation and everything. But if those interest rates become more attractive, if this 1.3 goes back to 3%, you have a 50% stock market crash, and that's the sensitivity of the markets. With this zero interest rates, 1% comparing to 1.5, everything is extremely sensitive. When the big move comes on inflation, on interest rates, when the Fed has to react, 50%, 30, 50% drops should not be excluded. And that's what they call the mother of all crashes. And also when it comes to crashes, it also depends what you own. So 50% crashes are not unusual. Look at the S&P 500 after the dot-com bubble, after the financial crisis. And look at this run up, the parabolic, side of it and michael barry says that there is only one way for parables to unwind of course some good businesses will do good amazon fairly priced but there are others that are into this tech bubble 50 times sales 20 times sales price earnings ratio of 1000 with unlikely earnings power in the future that will easily crash 90 percent. and if you think it's impossible for something to crash 90% look at the crash of the nasdaq in the past 75% it seems that today everyone has forgotten about this and this is very very important this is the price to free cash flow ratio of amazon over time so the best investment out there over the last two decades the price to free cash flow was always around 20 30 40 price to free cash flow and there are companies these days that trade at price to sales of 20, 30, 40. Amazon price to free cash flow of 20, 30, 40. So keep in mind the fundamentals with what you own. So we have explained Michael Barry, the sensitivity of the market and the potential for a crash what can happen and why it can happen from a ray dalio perspective now let's dig deeper into the government drug miller fed inflation because that's key to understand and understand that things are not linear everything looks great 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 but the fundamentals are eroding and then at one point traders are going to say it's over like Druckenmiller went against the Bank of England, so that's how it happens and that's key to understand also when it comes to investing. We have a little bit earlier interest rate hikes by the Fed just discussing, discussing, no doing, just discussing and that's very, very dangerous. They have said, okay, we'll slowly, slowly increase interest rates just to try to calm the market a little bit especially the bond market to prevent higher inflation but Miller says that it is impossible to prevent it sooner or later it will come and if we look at Powell he's completely dismissing inflation he says that it's not a concern will wind down soon and they are not going to do nothing on inflation fears alone however if we look at what's going on we see stronger and stronger inflation so from below to We are now close to 4%, try buying something and you'll see higher and higher inflation. And that's exactly the warning from Paul Tudor Jones. We have the Fed that is even making Lego animated videos saying how you don't have to worry about inflation. Don't worry, don't worry. But Paul Tudor Jones is saying how this was also the linear thinking of the Fed in 2018. They said, no, we're going to raise rates, raise rates, raise rates and then suddenly they had to completely change their thinking just a year later and he says that we are now again in the same situation where they say there is no inflation there is no inflation there is no inflation but that they will have to change their thinking very very soon because this is again from draken miller because if we look at u.s nominal retail sales There is the long-term trend of 3% growth that is stable, stable, stable. It took six years to get back to trend after the financial crisis, so the 3% growth trend. And now we have had this small interruption due to COVID, and the trend is now 15% above the 3% growth trend. And this is the ridiculous part. This is an overheating economy. The retail sales show really, okay, this is dangerous, but the Fed cannot react because of the debt and everything that we have seen there. And the Fed is buying 60% of the bond supply with 120 billion injections a month which is something really really crazy and now how to invest in this scenario it is about what you own so we don't know what will happen we know what will happen we don't know when it will happen so you cannot time these things and we'll make a video about market timing next week and so the key is that you have to prepare for whatever and whenever it happens. As Michael Barry says, all these retail investors, cryptocurrencies, meme stocks and everything, that's the big, big danger. Listening to Miller, he said that he thought that the Japanese investor will come back to the stock market after the 1990s crash. That never happened. People remain scarred for life. Similarly, after the big depression crash, nobody wanted to invest in stocks, from 1933 till 1960s, late 1960s. So all these retail investors will have big scars and few will be left to invest. There will be a very, very bad long period for investors ahead if you don't own the right things. If we go back to Jeremy Grantham, first the sensitive things crash. We see here NASDAQ crashing and only then the sap 500 following so nasdaq crash sap 500 traded sideways and only then the fundamentals eroded also the sap 500 but you first see the first indications of a crash are the specs and arc have already given up 20 25 30 percent of the first momentum trade we'll see whether they'll keep tanking or a little bit up and down, that's normal, but this is already an indication. And if we look at what interest rates have done when it comes to investing, U.S. profits jump, jumped over the last few years, lower taxes, everything. So it's similar to pre-1997 average, 5% return on sales, then 7%. That's exactly what happened now and valuations expanded to on lower interest rates and when that reverts, you have a very, very bad outlook for stocks. This is from Jeremy Grantham, GMO. Look at the seven-year asset class real return forecasts. Minus 7% for US equities, 8%, negative also for international equities, a little bit of positivity in the emerging value bonds and everything. We'll have terrible, terrible returns long term. So you really have to focus on what you own and what performs good in inflationary environments, which is always quality and value. And GMO also made a good projection here. What does well? You have to own businesses that offer quality and even better if that's packed with value. So quality and value destroyed the S&P 500 and everything else. In these kinds of inflationary situations, look at the better and better returns that quality had over just everything else. The average returns during inflationary periods were about 2.5 percentage points per year higher than just quality and then four percentage points per year different than the S&P 500. So the key is really to know what you own and then everything is much easier, also from a strategical, from a personal, from an emotional perspective when it comes to investing. When it comes to owning, let's say, emerging market value, of course you have to buy it when others aren't buying. Emerging market value has beaten the S&P 500 over the last 20 years but with much more volatility. Brazil was very hot, then it crashed and there are always these pockets that depend a lot about sentiment but you have to see what your own bottom up. This is a top-down video will discuss, will discuss the markets, but if you start looking bottom-up stock by stock, you will see how this perspective might impact your business, and then you can make easy investment decisions. Another idea, with interest rates at zero, one might start thinking the opposite way, which is that if you take a loan with a fixed interest rate, And this is a great example. If you take a loan with a fixed interest rate, you compare it to the rent you get, you calculate for the vacancies, you can practically get an investment for free. And now everybody will say, yes, Sven, but house prices are high, there might be a housing crash. Yes, anything can happen. The key is that you know what you own, And I cannot stress enough the importance of that. If you know what you own, business, real estate, stocks, whatever, then you say, okay, if that happens, how am I protected? What's the margin of safety? And that's quality and value and protection. Can I survive it? yes and that's how you accumulate wealth over time the key is to do investing not to speculate and when you invest when you turn your mindset on the investing side of things everything is so much easier because the key is to accumulate wealth over time no matter what happens we don't gamble we maximize the odds of things working out great for us if the worst case scenario happens let's say you buy a house you rent it out and let's say that the rent falls 50%, it barely covers your mortgage, you end up with zero. Zero is still a great return. So worst case scenario, you don't lose money. Best case scenario, you get a free house or something like that. That's how you have to start thinking. And then your seven years, seven good years, seven bad years, history ain't changed, how Michael Barry says. The key is just, that when the seven bad years come, you try to survive and then play again the game and that's it. So you can check my stock market research platform overview. If you want to see what I'm doing with my money, smash that like button if you got value. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, please let me know. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five star review as it means a lot to me. Thank you. And I'll be speaking to you in the next episode.